tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl oh, with a good... Oh, yeah. Hello, AfterBuzzers. <laughs> yes. Hey, welcome to another Hindsight After Show Season 1, Episode 9. Mm. All I want for Christmas is you. Yes, makes me very much miss Christmas. I'm your host, Sam Davidson. If you guys haven't done so already, please go on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, rate, review, subscribe. We love hearing from you. We have a very special guest tonight with us, Miss Emily Fox. Yay! The creator of Hindsight. We are so glad. Yes. I literally want to bow down. I think she's getting creeped out how obsessed I am with like her (laughs) and the show. She's like, okay, I know Sam is like number one fan of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I have my awesome host here with me. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Michael Andrew. You can see me on, see me. You can follow me on Twitter, Michael underscore Drew, Michael E A L. (laughs) I have to be. Yeah, you have to. It's your special thing. They spell it wrong. It's, It's all I've got. Yeah, and <laughs> what I've got in, in a world of Michael, <laughs> lots of Michaels. It's hard. In general, if you guys want to talk to us during the show, especially since Emily's here, and you have any questions, please tweet at us. You can find me on Twitter at samd43. Where can we find you, Emily? You can find me at the Duchess Foxy. Best it's a little Twitter bit name. royal. Yeah, mm-hmm. We 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 hound your Twitter so much. I'm like, yeah. I'm like oh, what's going on? I know. Yeah, it's like, and I'm, 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 I'm try to be here for all the people. We appreciate. We so on the, appreciate on the Twitter. it. Yeah, Who yeah. Twat you. Yeah. So I would like to start off not talking about Becca, oh. but talking about Sean. Mm. Okay. All Whose right. life has basically completely changed a hundred percent since Becca went back in time and did. You know, he has all these new ladies coming into his life. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay. That's true. Okay, so all yes. right. So we have Paige, obviously, mm-hmm. and we didn't get you last week to talk about this, but let's just stop for a second. I mean, is it an Australian thing about him being such a douche? <laughs> I, I would hate to throw Australia under the bus. <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah. really big. It's a, you know it's it's a that's a big population. Yes. I and they meet Fosters. They're not that. <laughs> <laughs> I um no I think I think Sean is is a is a very nuanced character. I think there are a lot of layers to Sean. I think he sometimes doesn't display the most mature thinking. Sometimes he makes bad decisions. But who doesn't? You know he's young. He's a little bit of a hothead. He's you know he he's been sort of like cut loose from his mooring too i mean for a long time you know in the original timeline becca kind of kept him in line a bit mm-hmm. uh he had trouble staying in line but you know he had something to ground him which was her and now he sort of doesn't have that and isn't you know he's sort of looking for his moral compass like he can't find north and i think his i th- i think his behavior w- again like i wouldn't necessarily say that he is just a thoughtless jerk. I, I'm far from it. I think he's just a guy sort of trying to figure out what he's supposed to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I Last week we were going, we were like talking about Sean a lot and we were going back and forth trying to understand 
because two, two, two episodes ago, he was kind of, you know, winning us back. Like, okay, he's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Then last week, he just goes on a full-on, like, makes decisions that we don't really understand. And this week, what really stood out to me was his obliviousness yes. to the things that he does. I so much agree. Like, when he talks to Paige, like, why are you mad at me? That's I why I just, said Australian. I was like, what is it? Like, why is there something that we're missing? Because he's missing something. It, well, it just, remember, it, like, Paige is sort of throwing off a lot of mixed signals, too. Like, Sean is is young, and maybe he's not reading between the lines, let's say. Uh, but I think he's also, like, I mean, he's... He's young. Like, no guy who's 23 knows what's going on at all with yeah. anything. So he's, I mean, he's he's a little oblivious, but he's also, like, protecting himself by saying, like, I'm just an unfrozen caveman. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah. And know. I mean, he's, scar- he's still probably very scarred and traumatized by being left at the altar. That takes a while to get over. I, I mean, I think. think he's scarred by that, too. And plus, like, Thanksgiving, they broke up again. Yeah, that's, so- that's what I was going with. I was going, maybe he's in a crazy space. Yeah. But he's so, because, look, as a man, and yeah. even when I was 20, okay. in my youth, I would say that I wouldn't. I, you are aware when a girl is attracted to you. He's. I think he was fully aware that you know he went to that to the uh, art gallery with Paige, and he, he was fully aware that she likes him. And then to just go in that direction, okay, that was kind of jerky. Yeah. And then this episode to be like, ah, uh, well, hey, why, why are you so mad at me? I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. You know that that. And I was just like, huh, this guy. He is. I am confusing. He's. Yeah. I am confused. I am confused. <laughs> yeah. I th- I think he's genuinely confused. I think he's I think you know he's he is struggling to figure out what Paige wants. Paige is not exactly clear about it until they're sitting on the roof. That's the first time she says she really likes him. Yeah, and you know she's kind of given him a lot of blowback because of you know it's like are you with Becca? Are you not with Becca? What's going on with you? And he's kind of like I'm not with her. Oh wait, yes I am. So I could see how she would be a little like, come on, this I'm getting whiplash from yeah. this. Mm-hmm. He, I'm I'm getting whiplash watching him <laughs> specifically when. I'm I'm so confused. Is he is he over Becca? Have they officially is like has Team Sean officially dropped mm-hmm. off the ranks? I would say that he is never really going to be over her in the sense that she's always going to be you know like part of the fabric of his life. You know, in the sense that they almost got married and right. You never forget a person that you almost married, even if you force them to the absolute back of your head, they're still there. Yeah. And they're kind of there forever unless you get conked on the head, you get amnesia. You know, and that hasn't happened yet. Which might happen. That could happen. I don't know. But um, is that like a but no, I mean I think he's sort of like I think part of his rebound after kind of like being with her and then not being with her and then being with her again, like I think part of his working through that is pinballing around with a bunch of other girls. Well, let's talk about that other girl, Noelle. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I'm a fan of hers from her ABC family (laughs) show, The Lying Game. Game. I thought she was great. I was really sad that show was canceled. But she, you know, one of her characters in that show was, you know, a bitch. (laughs) And that's kind of, she's like the same character in this. She's not, she's hard. She is edgy, but it seems like she has some daddy issues. For sure. Yes. Are we going to get to, like, is she just a distraction, or is this someone that could potentially really help Sean's career? I think she's someone that could really help Sean's career, and I think she's somebody that Sean would potentially, were they to get involved, would have he would probably have to take care of her more than he has to take care of the other women in his life. Like, Becca, for all of her 
sort of idiosyncrasies is not particularly like, you know, she doesn't, she's not the kind of girl that a guy needs to like take care of and like shelter. She's not a particularly like damaged bird, whereas I think Noel really is. But of course, Noel comes across as being incredibly strong and confident and, you know, stylish and in the know and connected. Yeah. But, un- you know, it's those people who are always the most broken on the inside. Yeah, the bottom fell under her in this episode. I, it, the way it ended, she started off last week being so, you know, like look, she gave, she, came, she gave off the impression that she was the art gallery mm-hmm. owner, that she was a big wig, and then it just ends with her being this insecure woman who's just struggling to get this guy yeah yeah she's i mean she's just a girl and that's the thing like she she may come across as being sort of like spiky and difficult but she's just a lady she's just a lady underneath and she's she's she needs affection she's so pretty Uh, yeah (laughs) she's gorgeous do you think that does she really believe in sean's art which is what you know she ends up taking him you know to this new gallery party trying to introduce him to her father yeah, I think she does. I think she thinks Sean is pretty talented. And I think she thinks that, um, you know, this is a case of like, here's this undiscovered artist and I'm sort of an undiscovered gallerist in a way. I mean, she's connected, but she at the same time, like those people often have to prove themselves even more because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're just connected. And she's like, no, I actually might be good at this. But like no one's going to believe in her just automatically. Um, so I think, you know, she was always supposed to be, you know, we always hoped that Sean would find somebody on this new path that was going to draw him out as an artist more than he had been before in the original timeline when he was sort of so like, like crippled by his own self doubt here. He's got someone who's real, who is really connected to the art world. She's not yet her own entity, but she could be. And she's discovered him. You know, this is one of those relationships where like they help each other. Yeah. They could help each other. I well, thought, I, thought yeah. well, I was just gonna say that I thought it was I thought it was really cool the way you guys caught the pretentiousness of the art world. Not that I've ever been <laughs> to like an art gallery, but everyone's so like extra. I mean, we're throwing the word douche around, but you know it just fits. Like <laughs> when he's at the uh, when they go to that party later, and the two people who are talking about the about the the piece, right. and uh-huh. then the first artist they meet, he's like, so like I used to pose nude. <laughs> then you know Diego. Now I now yeah. I paint. Then he walks right. away. You know, <laughs> it's really funny. I I'm not sure, but I'm pretty positive you might have been a fan of Sex in the City, Emily. That's a that's a fair guess. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a that's um, a solid. And it really reminds me of an episode of Sex in the City. Like there there was just this episode with like Charlotte and this art gallery thing, and they kind of portrayed the whole world of art gallery. And I was just like, whoa, that's cool. Like maybe I'm just imagining this, but it seems like that episode of Sex in the City when they kind of talked about art gallery. And it, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they all look the same white walls, you know, they're paintings, well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's art galleries are, there is a certain dependability about mm-hmm. art galleries and the people in them. That's, I, I didn't want it to feel cartoonish or two dimensional, but at the same time, it's sort of fun to poke fun at that world because mm-hmm. it takes itself so seriously. Yeah. But yeah, the walls have to be white so that the art stands out, yeah. except for when they're like, oh no, they can't be white. They have to be mushroom. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Like, okay. But whatever it is, it's, it was a fun world to portray. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm assuming, well, we only have one episode left for the season. However, when it will go on, I'm assuming that, like, Sean's, you know, journey 
of being an artist will kind of be followed because he's not with Becca anymore, but we're still following his journey. I think Sean's journey, yes, as an artist is, is in some ways one of the great victories of season one. You know, Mm -hmm. it's one of the, you know, when Becca makes this initial decision to run out on her wedding, it seems very brash and spontaneous to the naked eye, to everybody except for Lolly. And, you know, she's, she does it not, it's not that she hadn't thought about it or thought through the consequences. It's like she sort of is the, for the first time in her life throwing caution to the wind. Yes. And she, kind of then carves out this what ends up being a bit of a path of destruction not meaning to but she's like oh my god this went wrong and this went wrong and this went wrong sean is in some ways like the one person that through all of this kind of comes out ahead yeah like he's the one that's sort of yeah that sort of (laughs) is growing up that's like gaining some independence that's gaining some confidence and getting multiple women (laughs) all these hot chicks like it's not i mean it's sort of in a way like you know, I'm glad that Sean didn't sort of fall by the wayside, that he continues to exist and not just exist, but like flourish beyond this like crossroads. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Andy's getting hit by cars. Oh, Andy. Going to the hospital, getting yeah. punched in the face. Well, yeah. one of my questions for you actually was like, this journey is Becca's journey, obviously. Mm-hmm. But could it also be someone else's journey, her changing time? It could maybe, maybe she's not going back for her. Is she going back to like fi- help fix other people? Maybe her fixing herself is somehow going to help Sean's life because we also don't really know where Sean went after her and him and Becca got divorced. Mm. Right. We don't really know. I mean, I think the assumption is that it was sort of more of the same that he, you know, continued to struggle and continued to like kind of go through life with a cannonball strapped to his leg. And I think. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't this sense that, like, once they split up, he blossomed and whatever. But so I think, yes, of course, because Becca, you know, no man is an island. And Becca most assuredly has her life woven together really tightly with the lives of a lot of other people. So, yeah, everything she does affects what happens to everyone else. And, you know, whether or not there's a an underlying mission, mm-hmm. that sort of remains to be seen. But, yeah, I mean, she's clearly changed the lives of everybody around her so far you know in big or small ways but you know even just lois getting invited to this party exactly i loved that yeah i love lois yeah well let's get into the party (laughs) so the party the whole idea for the party begins starting with uh kevin and lolly which is it's that sucks you know she he's so he wakes up in her bedroom the morning after the rave, Kevin yep. does. Yep. And he walks out, and Becca is smiling, thinking, oh, yes, they finally got together. He slept on her floor, apparently. Yes. When the couch was, like, mm-hmm. 20 feet outside. That's okay. He wanted to be there for her. It's like he, Kevin clearly feels something for Lolly, and like you said, a brother-sisterly yes. vibe. Yeah. I think they made it to the bed, and then he... He saw where it was going to lead, and then he he found his way to the floor. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like he probably, there probably maybe maybe there's more kissing. He lay it to the bed, and then he was like, you know what? I I don't want it to go in this direction. And then you know when she fell asleep, he just moved it to the floor. Right, because there is that not so imaginary line, and when you cross it, you can't go back. Yes, and yeah. I think he was in a very self preserving way, sort of had enough presence of mind to say this is. This is sort of where the line is. Yeah. 
Well, and can, can we just ask this question? You know, Kevin in the last episode said that he's like, I love New York. I'm going to stay. Mm-hmm. Did he mean uh. that he had fallen in love with Becca somehow or really was kind of maybe it was a subconscious thing? Because he says later in the episode, like, I don't believe in this stuff, but I feel like we are kind of really tied to each other in another universe or something. Because well, every time they talk, she keeps saying things about him. That no one else knows that only she found out from the future. So I feel like it kind of misled him. She knows about the apricots. She knows about she knows about his uh, his his. You love like, that apricot. She's like, I know you. I know. I know that look of yours. And he's just like, How do you? Well, know Well, he about has this been look? he has been staying with them for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. So like, and much as she has been studiously avoiding him, like you could sort of say, like, I don't know. They must have like hung out a little bit. She could she could have like I know your looks. Kind of like you—you you just looked at me skeptically, okay, so I could be yeah. like, "I know that look." That's very good. We, you know, so I'm—that's a terrible well example. Done. But no, that I do amazing. think like she's there is sort of um, a a sort of cosmic connection. Sometimes you meet people in life, and you're like, "I think we've known each other in a past mm-hmm. life," and I don't really believe in past lives, but you know what I mean. Like, there's just deja something vu. here. It's deja vu. Or some kind of weird connection where we finish each other's sentences even though we just met. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of what he's sensing about her. And when he says he's fallen in love with New York, I think he's genuinely fallen in love with New York. I mean, this is a guy who's a little bit of a thrill seeker mm. and who has been kind of out in the middle of the ocean for a while, kind of like putting his head back together. And like, what could be more different from like a salmon fishing boat? off the coast of Alaska and New York City. Mm-hmm. But, like, in that funny way that, like, New York City, even though you're surrounded by people, there's a certain, like, blissful anonymity to it. And he's kind of gotten into that. Like, he's sort of, like, surrounded by people. He feels really yeah. comforted and really, like, like at home. And there's something about it. I think when you're in your 20s, like, it's, a, like, the most thrilling place you could possibly be. This is true. And we touched on this last week. So the timeline, I mean, part of the timeline has been shifted by eight years. Yeah, completely. So it would be 1995 to 2003. So it's just, you know, I try to project, like, what would have happened, what could have happened, what's happening now. So he's there a lot earlier than he's supposed to be. Right, because they went to the R.E.M. concert. Yeah, exactly. And And Becca and him have made some connection. And But Lolly is just... I don't really understand. I, I think he's great. I think Kevin's great, but Lolly's obsession with him. She really goes for it. Like I thought, kudos to Lolly. I thought this whole episode, she was really, she was like a dog with a bone, maybe a, a terrier with a bone. Yeah, that's the, that's the theory. All right, and she was really going after it. She was not letting the friend zone thing happen. Right. She really forced. She was like, no, nope, you know what? Let me get the dress. She mm. thought there. She thought that there was like another at bat. Yeah. Yes. And like sometimes there is, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, sometimes you can just sometimes the excuse or the the initial pushback is like just a stall technique. Yeah, so they got to just persuade them. A little yeah, bit. sometimes you can be persuasive. And I think. But that's a sad thing for a girl. Like, at the uh, girls, we try to do that. And, and then at the end of the day, you know, you're like, oh, that's messed up. Like, you shouldn't have to persuade someone to like you. I I mean, I can't tell you how chagrined I am to, like, think back to, like, like all like all my life, like, most significantly my 20s, where I didn't necessarily take no for an answer. And, like, I feel like the, the greatest lesson I've learned, well, two great lessons I've learned in life, which is one is go home while you're still happy and having a good time. Okay, that's, a good that's a really important lesson. And the other one is, like, take no for an answer. Because, like, no sort of is pretty definitive. Mm-hmm. 
So you got your fair share of uh, forehead kisses? <laughs> a couple. Like, I think everyone probably I've been, has. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, forehead kisses. brutal. Yeah. Like, it was brutal watching it. It was brutal watching it. Like and a, it happened twice. I know it happened <laughs> twice. Both times you're just like, oh. <laughs> Oh. And she was wearing her cute dress from the limited. Like, oh. She was so excited. It was she was so adorable excited. and sad. She was really good this episode. She was, plays she's, oh, she's, she's amazing. She's she's I Sebastian. We gotta give a shout out to Sebastian. Sebastian to <laughs> me, I think he stole the episode. His little um chimes and when he, every time he would jump in, he literally had me laughing out loud. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm watching it on my laptop with the, my headphones on, and I'm just like laughing is he did really good in this episode. he's a master improviser mm-hmm. he's just he's you know the, when we first met him we had sort of been looking high and low for a perfect sebastian and mm-hmm. saw him and and said oh that's that we found him mm-hmm. like we you know there he is that's him it's like the yeah he's so distinctive he's so funny he's, he's really very, light on his feet he's just like which has been such a joy to work with. Yeah, he's really good. Um, yeah, he's great. He's on Twitter too, Adam Hirschman. I'm gonna, we yeah, will. I'm gonna, we'll I'm gonna twat at you. I, I, I blew up his Twitter account. <laughs> did last you? Night. I did a little oh, bit just God. for fun. I, I just, can't wait to see that. Um, but yeah, no, he's 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 wonderful, and he's he's a great, actually, quite a good friend to Lolly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a and a good listener. I mean, he's got a crush on her, yeah, but you know, the truth is that. You know, he's in love with her, but he also really likes her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's, and those kind of are two different things sometimes. My and favorite line's the, uh, when, when uh, Jamie's doing the fake laugh. Mm hmm. He's like, oh, like, no one's going to buy that. And then you just see uh, Sebastian in the back, like, oh, he's not that funny. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I was like, this guy, this is, he's you really know. good. This it episode. works yeah. on this guy. Well, yeah. so basically, Becca throws this holiday party for Lolly mm-hmm. because Lolly gets mad at her because basically Becca told Kevin to move out, which. Right. She should have, you know, it, I I feel like it's kind of inappropriate because Kevin know, Kevin knew as much as he said, like, oh, I didn't really know that you had feelings for me. He knew from, I feel like. Everyone knows, but maybe he lied to himself. People have, people have a tendency to lie to themselves. Yeah. If you don't want to believe, like, no, we're just friends. We're just friends. She's not really liking me. Maybe because no one wants to be the guy who does it. Who's like, hey, look, I know you like me before she even makes a move. I know you like me, but before you make a move, I don't feel the same way. No one wants to be. I mean, he probably didn't want to jump the gun. Right. It's embarrassing to sort of make that preemptive yeah. push away. Because then you're like, what if you're wrong? You oh. know, what if, and, you know, it's just, it's sort of, and plus, it's like, no one wants to have that conversation yeah. ever. Which is why the, like, before. the Chinese restaurant conversation was such agony. And it was, it was done, it was done so well with oh, the fortune the for, cookie. I did yeah, love I the fortune that. cookie thing, though. That was a great, I might use that tactic I think sometime. it's, it really, it's, it's, it works. Plus, you can have, you know, you can. Then there's the numbers. Mm-hmm. You can use those if you need to. Yeah, you could just be um, like, it wasn't I, me. I didn't say that. It was right, the in the cookie. cookie. But I mean, I didn't think, I really didn't think Kevin was going to go, was was actually going to admit it. I thought he was just going to play it off. Like when she first said it and it was clear that she was coming on to him, I didn't expect him to really let her down. I thought he was going to, you know, find a way out. Like, hey, anyway, oh, you want to go to the movies real fast? You know, just to avoid right. the conversation. But the, he did. So... Points. Yeah. Points to Kevin. Kevin's, you know, I think he I think he realized like I'm gonna have to like put on my big boy hat and just deal with this up front because he does love her. Yeah. You know, like a sister, but mm-hmm. it's still love. Like it's still and he feels protective of her. I mean, they worked together for several summers when they were younger. That person like just owns a piece of your heart, like yeah. for your life. And so I think he just didn't, you know, in no way does he want to hurt Lolly's feelings. But, you know, at the same time, like, you kind of can't force it. No. Kevin's really, this episode, he really, he really put the charm on. 
Like when I was watching him in this episode, I was like, this guy. Because I'm trying not to like him. I don't. I don't want to like him. Because you know, I'm, I'm Team Andy. I'm, I'm digging Andy. I like this guy. I'm hoping he. I'm hoping he gets it. I'm hoping right. he bags Becca. They get married. He ba- beca- put her bags. in a bag. Yeah. Well, I mean, throw it over his shoulder. Metaphorical yeah. bag, as in bag <laughs> of love. Yes. Yeah. Bag, bag of, of love. connection. I'm hoping that he does that. You know, he becomes a stronger man. But this guy, Kevin, I'm watching this episode. He's charming me. Yeah. He's Tom Hanksy because Tom Hanks charms me. So I'm he's watching. Tom him. Hanks. I don't see that. He's uh, no. I know what you mean though. In terms of being charmed, I haven't been this charmed. A watching Ryan an actor Reynolds like mixed with Tom Hanks. That's okay. what he is. All right, I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. Nice. This mm-hmm. guy. This guy's probably gonna have the biggest ego after this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's a really good compliment. I hope no, you're he's, watching he's it. Pretty but I also hope yeah. Not. Yeah. Well, here's like I have so many questions about this. So we go to 2004 quickly to see Becca breaking up with Kevin. Yeah, just that scene so pretty. Yeah. It was gorgeous. But such a quick flashback too. I expected more. I like want to know the time frame. So Lolly. And Becca have their breakup on New right, Year's Eve. Right. And then it just says 2003 to 2004. Yeah. I mean, we tried not to be, uh, we didn't want to like muddle things up with like specific right. dates, but the, I, the, the, the understanding is that that happened right afterwards. So she didn't like run away with him at all. No, she did not run away with him. Nothing else really happened after that fight because the fight was so devastating mm-hmm. and so crippling to Becca that she realized like, I've done something horrible to my friend. I tried to be honest because I thought that was the right thing to do. But the right thing to do would have been to be honest from the start, which she wasn't. And now it's like sort of too late to come clean without any ramifications. So she comes clean. Her friend is furious, understandably. And she realizes, like, I can't, I now can't be with Kevin because these waters are poisoned. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to look mm. at this man again and not think about the friend who I hurt. So I don't think this relationship can go anywhere. Like, yeah. we're dead in the water here. Mm-hmm. And I think she, in some ways, like, she's sort of, she's falling on the sword, but at the same time, it's sort of like she's a daylight and a dollar short, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where she's like, I'm, I can't be in this relationship because it it has already hurt Lolly too much. But their relationship never got mended. And that sucks. Yeah. Uh, lo- oh, yeah. I mean, I think she tried desperately yeah. to mend her relationship with Lolly, but I think Lolly just, Lolly digs her heels in. When Lolly's mad, like, Lolly's sort of permanently mad. Yeah, our, my reference last week was that she's like a puppy. Mm-hmm. Right. But I guess, you know, if you make the puppy mad. Like oh, a mad puppy. Mad puppy. But then you give her cereal, and she's supposed to be okay. She, she probably tried. She probably tried to give her cereal. Yeah, she probably, I think she tried everything. Yeah, I'm sure she did. And I think there's, like, a line. Like, I think there's 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 the kinds of problems that cereal can fix. <laughs> and then there's the kind of problems where there's just, there's no, there's not, that cereal doesn't exist. Yeah. Cereal doesn't mend broken hearts, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. It mends. And like, you know, I guess there's also the, you know, possibility that that friendship, you know, on some level had been otherwise corrupted over the years and, and that it was, you know, that it wasn't like everything was perfect. And now that could have been the straw that this, is, this horrible thing happened. Okay. So it's, you know, cause female friendships are really complex. Yes. You know, and much as it's, you know, we look at them now and we think like, oh my gosh, it's so fun. It's just a whirlwind of Christmas parties and coffee dates and, and overalls and miniskirts. Like the truth of the matter is like there's a lot of complex emotions between women that th- they both struggle with all throughout their their friendship. Mm-hmm. And as sadly, as much as like women want to be feminists and whenever when a guy comes between two friends, as much as a feminist as you could say you are, sometimes just hits a certain chord and you're just like, no. I'm done. That that's it. A betrayal. 
Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Trail. And I think you know it's those a big deal. that can that can exist sort of separate and apart from from feminism. I think you know they I think they both would probably bill themselves as feminists, but you know mm-hmm. having a, an argument with a friend is that sort of is on a it's a different yeah sort of category. But it's, when you fight about a guy. Yeah, when you fight about a guy, I guess it's probably not like a like part it, of the feminist manifesto, <laughs> right? You know, because it's like, oh yeah, I'm all for women and being best friends with each other. But then this guy comes into the picture, who really, at the end of the day, as far as time is con- concerned, isn't that important. I mean, he worked with Lolly when she was younger. He's come back into the picture randomly. He's not Jamie, Becca's brother, who's very important. I can completely, and that's what we all thought broke their friendship. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, that's what I wanted to ask. Yeah. Was this always a plan to do the bait and switch with Jamie and then drop Kevin in the middle of it like an atomic bomb and just throw everything off? Kevin was always part of our plan for the season. Kevin was, you know, the the, the big block of kryptonite that was sort of, yeah. you know, a couple miles down the road that we were going to get to. Um, it, you know, we hadn't really... Um, it wasn't a deliberate misdirect to think that Jamie was going to be the thing that came between them. I it mean, was done well. Thank you. It was. I mean, the, <laughs> like when he came out of nowhere, like I remember, I said this last week again. I said when Nick was here, I, I looked at him and I was like, maybe, maybe she's going to kiss Kevin. But I was just, I was really just <laughs> guessing. Just I was just riffing, and he right. looked at me like, oh, maybe. And I was like, all right. <laughs> then last week, and when it happened, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And they and they led up to it. They paced it so well. Mm-hmm. It was such a. It was an atomic bomb. It just. This, there's so many twists and turns. This episode, like I said before, this episode gives me, it gave me the, the stomach flips. It's very Games of Throny to me. And it's not even, yeah. there's no murder yeah. in action. Right. Or dragons. Or no, no, dragons, no dragons. No sorcery. No dragons. Just sorcery. metaphorical yeah. dragons. There's metaphorical yeah, there's dragons. Yeah, like, there's 90s dragons. Yeah, 90s yeah. dragons. Well, here's like kind of one of my questions about all of that. So why was Becca so surprised when Kevin came back into the picture? Because it was in so much in the future that she didn't realize the future was shifting because it's like Kevin she mm. never told the audience or Lolly or anyone what really drove them apart. Right. But then when she sees Kevin it was like, "Oh, I didn't even think of that." And I'm like, "Well, why wouldn't you because that's what drew you apart initially." Right. But I think because in her mind, so like let's let's look through the mental calendar mm. she has. Like in her mind, Kevin doesn't come into their lives for years. Yeah. Like she's like, I'm safe. Like I got plenty of time. I've got this huge time cushion. Anything could happen between now and then. We could both be like happily married to other people before 2003 when this guy like rides into town to work for a startup. Mm-hmm. So, and Lolly didn't say anything to Becca that Kevin might come to test. She didn't say she ran into him in North Carolina. She didn't say anything. So when he shows up at the front door, it's like she's seen a ghost. Because mm-hmm. now we've seen the last time they saw each other was that scene in the park where she broke up with him. Said, I can't do this. Yeah. So in her heart and in her mind and on her mental calendar, that was what 12 years ago imagine if like that guy yeah. sh- like knocked on your door and you open it and there he is yeah you're like oh, like crap. not summoned by you like no fair warning no shot across the bow he just walks in and he's not even supposed to be there he's not even supposed to come to the city until 2003 and yet she dragged lolly to that i mean she didn't drag her she invited yeah. her to come to that concert not realizing that those paths were going to collide at a different intersection mm-hmm and Andy's got some work to just, do, man. What? Andy's got some work to do. Oh, Andy's got some work to Andy, do. Andy, you have to, you have to rev you it have up. You have to talk to your friend Pokerface I have over to, there. Yeah. That, I have to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tweet him. Some, <laughs> some, some, some motivational, some motivational, motivational tweets. 
Well, okay, so this Christmas party is pretty fun and awesome, and it, uh, Christmas is my favorite time of year. I'm Me Jewish. Too. Me too. I, and I love Christmas. Love it. And I was so happy that. <laughs> that's, a, that's another great thing about this show. Like, the set must be so fun because literally every week you have guys, you guys have gone through like every holiday. I know. You guys, like, one week is um, uh, Halloween, next week is Thanksgiving, next week is Christmas. So it's you my guys, favorite time of year. It's the it's best crazy. time of year. Yeah. It I is. really don't like this. These months, these are my least favorite. I know where it's like, what's it's like? Yeah, it's like what St. Patrick's Day, yeah, like, Valentine's Day. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, I don't hate yeah. on St. Patrick's Day. No, I mean I like it, but it's green just not, beer. Yeah, green beer. Yeah, that stays in you forever. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll take your word for oh, it. Oh God, I'm sure you know. Maybe not. Okay, so Lolly and Becca are. Well, okay. Well, let's get to Lolly and Kevin. Lolly and Kevin, she tries to kiss him again, the forehead kiss, like we spoke about. And then Lolly and Jamie reconnect again. And he has no problem with the fact that she's trying to make someone else jealous and that she's not really, like, wanting to start a thing with him again. And he comes back earlier than any of us, which is a good sign, we think. Right. He looks clean, haircut, looks clean. burgundy shirt. Cranberry button up. Mm-hmm. Cranberry. What yeah. I said, well, it's, it's burgundy. I mean, burgundy. you're right, it was burgundy. Button she called it cranberry. Yeah. Well, okay. well, it was yeah. nice. So, he's, <laughs> But he is still selling drugs. Yes. Yes. And I expect I expected him to be pretty much like a, a Dominican like drug lord now, because he went to the Dominican. I was expecting him to be a big drug pusher, but it turns out to be prescription. Yeah, he stole the, the pad from mm-hmm. his father, and he's you know handing out or selling Adderall prescriptions at, at school. Yeah. Or whatever it is that he's doing. You, and the thing is, like, this is, it's, it's such a trick of the eye. Like, you look at Jamie and you're like, oh, someone cleaned up his act. Mm-hmm. Like, you think that he's sort of, um, you know, went to the DR for a week and a half and kind of, like, cleared his head. So yeah. what do you think changed that from him staying for a year, was it, to him coming back so soon? I mean, I think he, because he and... Lolly had sort of broken up definitively mm-hmm. in episode 106. She just like she she breaks it off clean, per Becca's advice. Yes. Rebecca was like, "Don't draw it out. Don't just like do the thing that you do that I know you're gonna do. Where it's like, I, it's on, it's off. It, I don't know. I'm gonna call him up in the middle of the night." So Lolly breaks it off in part because she's got this like the fantasy of Kevin as like the the kind of the road not taken. And also because she has this, you know, Becca sort of put a little of the fear of God into her, and now she's nervous that something is going to happen to Jamie because of her. So she's broken it off clean. So that's different. So the last time he went to the DR in the original timeline, they were still, like, doing their thing and, and like, maybe on, maybe off. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of a wreck about that. Yeah. So part of the reason that he stayed longer and kind of didn't deal with his life was because he just, like, couldn't deal with Lolly and the open-endedness of it and the you know, sort of, like, undefined nature of their relationship. So now it's, like, he's broken up with her. He's gone to the DR with Stanton. Stanton's got this, like, rich dad who's got a big house. They find this private jet. And then they've got this plan because he's stolen the prescription pad. And Stanton's like, let's just sell scripts at school. You're going to make a fortune in no time. We're going to tell everyone you got a job with my dad. And, like, you know, Jamie goes to Stanton's dad's barber and goes to structure and comes back and he's sort of a by all appearances a changed man mm-hmm. but not necessarily changed for the better superficially he looks better and he seems better because yeah considering the last episode he 
was staggering everywhere, right. taking cocaine, drunk. He just he and he the actor played that perfectly, by the way. <laughs> not that I've, not that I know what that's like, but you know, like it looked it looked, like it. It looked right, it looked, very it looked like I've seen on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but this one, he was just so he was so quick witted, yep. so quippy. Nothing was bothering him. He was sleeping with Lolly, and it didn't bother him. It wasn't he didn't even care. He was like, all right, okay, well, hey, if you need me again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, and it's and it's an act. I mean, you know, that's so mm-hmm. much. You know, we keep. I know I keep going back to this, but like in your twenties, you're still trying to figure out like who you are. It's like you're trying on costumes, being like, okay, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, am I together guy in in this in this shirt from Structure? Is putting on this shirt going to make me a different person? Like, I, you know, we all know that the answer is no, but like. Your 20s are all about experimentation and not just experiment, not the conventional type, but like trying to figure out like, who am I? Can I do, can I act like I don't care? Mm-hmm. And will not caring follow that? Mm. You know, if I just sleep with her and say like, oh yeah, we're good. It's yeah. cool. Like it's, you know, it's sort of like you're fake it till you make it. Right. But is he still, is Jamie still hoping that doing that is going to bring her back because of his lack of interest and it's going to, or is he just like, okay, sex, cool. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's got that clear of an agenda. I don't think he goes into it thinking I'm going to win her back by playing it cool. He could be playing it by ear. I think he's playing it a little bit by ear, but I think also he's in some ways it's a little bit of a dig Mm -hmm. where he's like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to just walk away. Then he kisses her on the forehead. He kisses her on the forehead and basically, in some ways, sort of blows her off. Yeah. Like, I'll do this for you. And I'm going to help <laughs> you get through this, That's like... True. That's true. Eat this tough night you're having. But then I'm just going to go take a shower and you can go. That's, yeah. And this, there's a little bit of a, like, a little bit of a cold shoulder there that's... Uh, tiny yeah. little bit of revenge. I wanted um, to touch on what you just said right now about how Lolly... It seems like she's making the very decisive, the decisive decisions now. Very similar to how Sean, it seems Sean is making better decisions or he's uh, how the same way that Becca's kind of changed him. Since uh, since Becca's come back, Lolly, she has been, even though things aren't exactly working out, she hasn't really been too wishy-washy lately. Like she dropped Jamie. Mm-hmm. And when she had to tell Kevin how she felt, she went for it. Yeah. Because before the issue was she never got a chance to do it. She was very, she was afraid too. She was putting it off a lot. But this time she actually went for it. Right. So it's she Becca's kind of affecting people without everyone's changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I they're changing. I mean, they are. I mean, they're there's what they're changing. And it's like that. It's been inside of them all along. Yeah. I think, you know, there's some things that Becca tells Lolly that gives that like offers Lolly more confidence in her choices and some that also like kind of shake her confidence in herself. But Lolly's essentially like a fairly decisive person. Okay. Like she's she's vulnerable and she she gets shy about certain things, but like you know, and some people would say she's flaky. She's actually not particularly flaky, but she she's wacky. So people mm-hmm. often associate that <laughs> with like, oh, you're the kind of person that loses your keys and is always late. The truth is like, Lolly doesn't often lose her keys, and she's usually on time. But you know, she's wearing her slippers. Yeah, but she can't decide like what shirt to wear. So yeah, so she wears yeah. them both. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> was that but, a? Uh, she said Zang. Was that a Wayne's World? reference? That's a Wayne's World reference. Yes. I had to be told that. I had to you ask, guys, and then man. I know. That's you guys are on awesome. Fire. Yeah, we're on fire. Well, well let's quickly get into the end of the episode, which is like kind of the most frustrating <laughs> part of the show I've seen yet, which is Kevin finding Becca. On the roof. On the roof. 
because he knows she's going to be there because she likes to be in the cold. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like being anti. I love Becca, but I'm just like, girl, like, just do it right. She's trying. She's, I know. She's, she's doing trying. everything. She's, she's trying really her best trying. to avoid the guy. Also, she like, if Becca did everything right, like, what's the show? I yeah, know. exactly. Well, so uh, Kevin comes and finds her and basically says what we all know all along, that he has had feelings for her. He struts over to her with his Tom Hanksy, Ryan... Was it Ryan Phillippe you said? No. Uh, Ryan was, No, uh, what did I say? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan. Ryan Reynolds. I said Ryan Gosling. I think he looks well, a bit was, like Ryan Gosling. One of those Ryans. Yeah, he's one of the Ryans. a little goofy. I like that he's like kind of like a, hmm, he's I tall. I don't know. Anyways, he kisses her and she kisses him back. Yes. Which is everything that she did not, has been trying so hard for that not to happen ever. I was so scared that Lolly was going to find her because... I thought that was coming too. What we didn't touch upon, and I'm sorry, this episode, which I loved, is Becca's career, picking up with the magazine. All of her magazines have been (laughs) sold, and Lolly sees it, and I feel like she's going to go to Becca's place, which apparently is on the roof, and be like, oh my god, look at this. But that didn't happen. I don't think it happened. Who knows at the <laughs> beginning of next episode if it's, that's what's going to happen. But I was very scared that she was going to find them. But Becca kisses Kevin back. She does. I mean, and that's... I mean, I, I, I don't blame her for that. He, you know, she, she likes... She loves him. He... It's not like she could just throw him off. I, when that... It, There's it something very intoxicating about him for Becca. And yeah. I think she thinks, like, in that way that, like, it's almost a little like this is a... T- Terrible analogy, so forgive me. Uh, but go like in Ghost, mm-hmm. I like movie, it already. A movie oh. I like actually uh, favorite all time movies. Okay, yes. got it. I'll anyway. <laughs> so in, like you know when he comes back and it's like she kisses him and it's like it, it it like feeds her soul even though she knows he's not really there. It's almost like for Becca, Kevin's almost is a ghost. It's like this is the some ghost from her future that's like floated into her life and like even though she knows she should like keep him away and like you know, burn sage or whatever. Like there's something about her that is so drawn to him. And like in that moment, it's like when that person kisses you and it's been that long and you've just like, there's a, there's something that comes alive inside of you that's been dead and like it's back and you're just, and you kind of have to like go with it. Even though she knows this is absolutely the wrong thing to do, and she says that to him, it happened with Sean in episode in the, in the first episode when she kissed when she, she kissed Sean and she just they're just tearing each other's clothes off. Oh yeah, Sean, you know, yeah, I mean, Sean's it's like just, you, you know, can't help but tear your clothes off in front of him. It's just nice. clearly, really. Did clearly. you like when he was in a towel? I always love that. That was for you. In, yeah, thank yeah. you. You always You're love it when he's in the towel. Yeah. Wow, that was a that was a nice moment there. That was fun wardrobe to pick. It's like what color towel should we do? <laughs> he's like, I don't need a towel, right? And I'm like, I'm like, you should great. have a, maybe a towel. Let's do a towel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not give everybody a huge heart attack. But here's like, okay, so when Becca comes back in time, you know, it's Andy or Sean. Bait and switch. To, Good but job. then all of a sudden, it's like, well, Kevin seemed to be a big love of her life, too, that she never really mentioned at the, I mean, probably because of the whole lolly, what broke them up, and she didn't want to give that, you guys didn't want to give that away. It's almost like Kevin is her criminal record. She's not proud of it. And she's not proud of it, and she has no way of explaining it. And it doesn't come up because, again, inside her, she has, like, it is, that file is in such deep storage. Like, it's too painful to think about it's still in some ways for her is part of the open wound of her of her like fight with Lolly that destroyed their relationship. Kevin's intrinsically tied to that. Mm-hmm. So like to bring him up would be 
I don't know. It's like she, I, I think she's, it wouldn't. Where would she do it? It would be so self-destructive. It's like, yeah. how do you bring it up? And how do you. You can't. She can't. She can never tell Lolly. She can't tell Lolly. And like, you know, I will say, like, again, we talk a lot about Becca, you know, having all this knowledge and why doesn't she do this and why doesn't she do that? And she should, you know, she ought to behave better. But like the fact of the matter is we all kind of make mistakes no matter what age we are and no matter how much of a benefit of hindsight we have. Like Becca's a a a, a good person with some flaws like everyone has. And, you know, there's part of her that is so scared of what will happen as we all are. It's like you just you're like, well, I'm just not going to say anything today. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you're like, well, I'm just not going to maybe I'll do maybe this weekend. Yeah. And then the weekend comes and goes and it's like then suddenly it's like. Months have gone by and you haven't said like, oh, this is what happened. Because she's, you know, she says in the pilot, me, it, you know, their big fight was is is years away. Maybe if I don't say anything, it won't happen. So she's not going to bring it up. I got a quick, quick question. I, I know we, we, I think you brought this up last time you were here, how I think every actor, they don't know what's going to happen a few episodes ahead. Mm-hmm. Did Laura Ramsey, did she, was she fully aware of the whole Kevin situation? We had, we had talked about um, sort of the the end game, um, you know, and kind of what happened to them. I remember distinctly having this conversation because I was standing on the street in New York City on my, like, phone, like, a block away from where my first job was, which was just sort of an ironic little twist. Mm. And she was – and this was like she – we had – We'd offered her the part, and she wanted to talk to me beforehand, which I thought was really so impressive that she cared enough that she was like, tell me a little bit more about this character. Like, what's the big story? What's going to happen? What's going on? And we talked about it then. This was well over a year ago. So we we had this idea. I sort of knew what was out there, and I just wanted to, like, have an opportunity to... um, sort of lay it out for her so that she kind of had a basic roadmap. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she was just as excited as anyone about the idea of portraying someone with like kind of this this like huge problem to, to tackle in her future. This makes everything so replayable now cuz now everything that now that we know everything mm-hmm. about Kevin, now when you watch episode 1 again, knowing what you know, it's just Everything's, like, replayable. Yeah, this is the kind of show that, like, you watch it, you love it, but then you watch it for the second time and you like it even more because you kind of know what's going to happen. One quick question before we have to end. I literally could sit here with you all night. We could talk for, like, another another hour. Um, This show is going to get picked up. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on your head. All viewers, just knock on your head. Or if you have wood around you, just knock on it. What's the opposite of a hex? I don't uh, a, like a spell, a, a positive kind of spell, spell, a positive kind of spell. spell. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll do that. But okay, how are, is this season going to end on a huge, crazy cliffhanger? I mean, of course, there's going to be some kind of cliffhanger, but are we going to have enough ends tied up that you know, like the viewers will be satisfied, or it's going to be something insane, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you a thing. Yeah. Okay. But you can you can both call me personally at home on Wednesday <laughs> night at like. Seven at like eight oh three. Okay, and then we can talk about it. Okay. All I'm gonna okay. say there's a big cliffhanger. If there's a huge cliffhanger and it doesn't get picked up, I'm gonna be really upset. Yeah, you should. VH, should I, then so, we can, I'm gonna, I'm gonna boyc- I'll boycott VH1. Oh. Yeah, for you. it's not <laughs> Emily's <laughs> fault. It's I'll VH1's yeah, fault. That's that's yeah. Let's let's all just let's boycott do the VH1? other no. the the the. The yeah. thing that's not a hex. Yeah. Well, we will cast a beautiful spell on hindsight for it to get picked up for season two. Quick uh, oh. predictions? Yes. Let's do a little quick predictions. Okay. I got a quick one. Okay. 
And now, oh, you're yeah. after love the Alright, speaking how I said, this, I'm gonna say the same thing I said last week. Okay. We touched on Sex in the City, mm-hmm. and one thing that was really, that I always noticed that was really famous about Sex in the City was the whole Team Aid and Team Big thing. I said, normally you would see, it's usually a two man race mm-hmm. for the girl, Team Andy, Team Sean. But now Kevin dropped in, and I said Kevin was replacing Sean, so now it's Team Sean, I mean Team Kevin, Team Andy, chasing Becca. But I still think that Team Sean, Sean is gonna make his way back in, and it's gonna be three men chasing her. It's gonna be like a three way dance. To, fo- to get her heart. A dance? That, three, well, I mean, that's, like a duel. That's wrestling talk. Yeah. A three-way dance. A three-way okay. attack. All that's right. what happens in wrestling? Well, yeah. Sometimes yeah. three people fight for a championship at the same time. It's pretty interesting. Really? Yeah. YouTube it. Well, yeah. Oh, well, I, oh. I, I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, I think that either some new... Well, first of all, Xavier was... Yeah. Don't have time to ask. It was oh. one of my questions. He's got to come back... And you said he's not really like a spirit guide for her, so I'm like, hmm, is he a love interest for her? But this doesn't oh. all need to be about love. It could be about people finding themselves. And she, at the end of the season, might just be like, I don't want any of them and just end it like that. But I think that her biggest regret in her life is losing the relationship with Lolly. I think Lolly's and, Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, it kind of, it's, that's very sex in the city. You know, it's like they... Those women were each other's soulmates, and that could be with Lolly and Becca, and that's why Becca's life went so off track. Thank you guys so much for watching. We love this show. Let's keep on doing it. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be here for the finale next week, but I will be watching and tweeting. Um, My name, again, is Sam Davison. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, SamD43. Don't forget to uh, follow AfterBuzz at AfterBuzzTV, YouTube, Twitter, you know, Instagram, Facebook, everything. And, uh, yeah, just keep on talking to us, and we really appreciate it. Where can we find you guys online, Emily? You can find me at the Duchess Foxy on Twitter. You can tweet me any question. You can um, send me pictures of outfits you wore in the 90s. (laughs) Um, You can... I'm on. I guess I'm like I'm on Facebook, but that's like that's not my that's not my hang yeah, it's for not, this not, kind of thing. Not your hangout spot. Not That's okay. a whole different thing. Um, and uh, but yeah, I'm I'm always psyched to to hear from people about the show, and I like to tweet back. That's and good. We you have really to talk do. about yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. she's the best. Yeah. I tweet at her. It's like I'm I type incredibly fast too. That's <laughs> impressive. Um, my name is Michael Andrew. You can find me on Twitter on Michael underscore Drew Michael. E-A-L. 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 It's just, I have I to. I have no choice. All right. <laughs> it's All right. your thing. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for tuning thank in. Thank you. And we will see you next week and next season. Yes. <laughs> Knocking on the head. Okay. I don't, I don't have wood. Thank you, guys. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.